Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Let Them Know podcast. First off, if you're taking time to watch this, thank you for spending your Thanksgiving with the boys. We appreciate it. We got football to talk. We're excited. We got Teak. We got Badge. And this week we're skipping the mailbag segment because we got some Thanksgiving thing themed things we're going to get into. Before we get into it, you guys want to say anything? Got anything to kick us off with? Some highs. Happy some Thanksgiving. Lows. There we go. Yeah. I'm ready to eat some food, watch some football, drink some wine. <laughs> Drown your uh, Steelers sorrows away with some wine, some bread, some carbs. I like it. <laughs> All right. Um, like I said, we're going to kick this off with a Thanksgiving themed game. We know Thanksgiving is the three F's. We got food, we got family, and most importantly, we got football. All right. Most important thing probably being the football, let's be honest. Maybe the food. But um, yeah, guys, so, you know, when it comes to the food for Thanksgiving, you got your sweets, you got your pies, your apple crisps, you know, then you got your warm foods, the cream potatoes. I don't know, badge, you're Italian. You probably just do pasta, but um, it's rigatoni. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, then you got your real hot stuff. You're messing around in the kitchen. You might get burned. All right. So I want to take these three things, these categories. And I wanted to pair some hot takes, some cold takes some warm takes, kind of pair them together. So first off, I'm calling it the sweet takes, all right? So something either that we got right during the season, something that maybe pleasantly surprised us during the season. You know, this is kind of like the layer of like the apple pies and stuff. So Badge, kick us off with your sweet take so far this season. So I got a sweet take. This is my apple pie with the warm apple pie with the uh, vanilla ice cream on top. Um, something I got right. Bainey was sick of talking about this guy. I'm going Nico Collins. He had a, he's having a very respectable fantasy season. Um, I know he was hurt a game, but puts up some numbers. I mean, that offense surprised me a lot. Um, yeah, Nico, I'm a shareholder in a couple leagues, my deep dives, great value, especially where you got him at. So that's, that's my sweet take. Yeah, it doesn't get any sweeter than that, man. C.J. Stroud has given those boys career numbers this year. That is, that is a sweet take. I prefer Cool Whip on my uh, my apple pie. I'm not much of a vanilla ice cream guy, but I like it. I get into it. Teak, what do you got? Um, I was huge on, in the beginning of the season, Brandon Ayuk. I know there was a ton of – I could have went different routes with this. I know it would have been sweeter to me but not the fan base if I went – Sutton and Javante Williams for baby, but <laughs> I went Brandon Ayuk. Uh, just being that number one, re- one receiver there in San Fran and being top 15. Um, right now, he's actually currently sitting at 15, and I think he can make his way into the top 10 by the end of the season. I've said it. I think he's going to be on a different team next year. I, I really do feel that way. Um, I think he's undoubtedly wide receiver one for sure. Um, my sweet take is I I can't settle I can't decide between two of them. Uh, one you and I share, Teak. Um, it is our rookie wide receivers breakouts that we predicted before the season even started. We talked about Zay Flowers and Jordan Addison, and we sprinkled in a little Rasheed Rice in that too. And those guys right now, I think I think we're looking pretty good with those sweet takes. Um, However, my one-one sweet take is Keenan Allen. I have not forgotten the DMs I've gotten. I have not forgotten the crazy looks I got. 
every time I see this dude's stat line, I just look and smile and just, just great. Um, our warm takes. So something that's either worrying you this year or something that you predict is going to happen. Not necessarily super hot take, but some warm. What, what do you got, Badge? So uh, the warm, I'm going cranberry sauce. Not a lot of people like it, but this is why I'm calling a cranberry sauce. Um, something I was worried about the Steelers offense, my Steelers offense. Um, something that I think is going to happen. This is why I'm calling a cranberry sauce because not a lot of people like it. Since they fired Matt Canada, well, let me backtrack. Since 2020, they have not had a 400-yard game. Um, since they fired Matt Canada, cranberry sauce, I'm going. They're going to have back-to-back 400-yard games and turn this offense around. Uh, that's my That's my warm take. I can confirm I don't like cranberry sauce <laughs> or that take. I, I don't know anyone who does. I don't know anyone who does. Oh, Teak, what, what we got? What was it? What, what am I surprised and what am I worried about? Um, it could be something that like is like kind of worrying you that you've seen so far this year, or like kind of like Badge said, like a prediction moving forward. Nothing that's like gonna break the bank, but just something a little uh conversation starter. What we got? So what I'm worried about, I'm kind of on the same boat as Badge a little bit here. I'm worried about my Falcons offense. Uh, you have all these nice Lamborghinis that you purchased, and you're not driving them. You're just sitting on the driveway. Um, and what I think is going to happen, what I'm scared is going to happen, it's going to happen again in 2024. Oh, man. That is rough. You know I'm sharing your pity. I got – I got the Falcons future parlayed with my Eagles and Ravens. And for a minute, they were all first in the division. Now it's rough, you know. Still in the hunt. Still in the hunt. Still in the hunt. I love that graphic. I love it. <laughs> but no, dude, seriously, Bijan and those guys, they're like the Bugatti in the trailer park meme. It's just, it's really disappointing. Um, my warm take is, I've said it on here before, I'll say it again. I think Staley and I think Ron Rivera both are not coaching their team by the end of the year. And I, the reason it's not a hot take is because I really do think it's going to happen. I think the proof is in the pudding. We saw that interview at the end of the game last week. Staley looks like he's falling apart and he knows it. Rivera, I just think the enemy is – that's the enemy's crown. I think he's going to be the head coach there. I think that was the plan when they hired him. So those are my takes for that. Um Burning hot take, you know, you're standing around and you messing around in the kitchen, you put your hand on the stove, not paying attention, get burned. So what's your wildest take, hottest take moving forward prediction that you're willing to put your name next to, even if it blows up in your face like the deep fried turkey machine? So Badge, kick us off. What is your burning hot take? So for me, the turkey was in the oven burning. I couldn't find the mittens, the oven mitts. <laughs> So I wanted to grab it out to save the party. Um, my bold take, my burning hot take, I'm going to go, my bold prediction, Stroud wins MVP, Texans win the division, and as far as they win a playoff game. I like it. Grabbing I, that turkey out the oven and burning my paws. It took okay. us getting here, but I, I like it. I like your hottest take. That's that's a um. Yeah, I like it too because it was mine. <laughs> so I'm going to actually switch it up. I'm going to go 
I also think that would, that was my first hot take. I think he wins MVP and he becomes the only next to the only one who is. Do you guys know who the only rookie to win MVP was? Give it to us. Give it to us. Bad should know this guy. Jim Brown is the only one to do Sheesh. it. I did not <laughs> in know. In 12 games, I think it was over 900 yards and nine TDs. And four scores MVP. ago. <laughs> you only got to do that. But just to play off that then, my hot take is Cleveland makes it to the playoffs. Wow. I've been trolling my Browns friends that they're going to do what they did the year they went 10 and six. They're going to have the best record they've had in their lifetime and still not make the playoffs. So they're going to be happy to hear you saying that. So that's my, that's my second one since badge took mine. I uh, I'm going to give you a burning hot take and we've seen it before. Justin Fields is going to finish out the rest of the year. QB one in fantasy. Why am I saying this? He just had a career high in rushing attempts last week, his first week back from the thumb. Why am I saying this? Because I think coaching staff is going to try to do everything in their power to prove that they got one more year to stay there. Also, it looks like the Bears are possibly going to have two top three picks this year. So I think they're going to try to show off the goods, show off Fields one good asset, possibly get him traded or try to run it back again next year, but I think they have nothing to lose. They're going to run this dude into the ground this this year. I don't necessarily care for the conversation if he's a good thrower or not, because I just don't think it matters. I think he's going to be running the ball like crazy the rest of the year. So I think he's going to finish this year. He finished last year throwing for a hundred yards a game, but rushing for 150. So that's my burning hot take. Go ahead, Badge. You have something to say? He did it last year towards the second half, towards the end. I mean, he's running. So that's all you need. All we need is fantasy points. So I don't think you can put your name on this hot take when it was your hot take in the beginning of the season. And then I do believe you traded him. I did, 100%. <laughs> I traded him for Tua, so I'll stand on that. I, I made it work. But I, I think moving forward the rest of the year, I, I just think he's going to run the ball like – Crazy. I mean, what do you have? 18 attempts this week. That's there's a lot of starting running backs right now that did not even sniff 18 attempts this week. So yeah, well, could, could that win some leagues, Bainey, potentially turn yeah, it on this late? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, but like I said, he can throw the ball for five yards a game. And it's not going to matter because he's going to run the ball so much. And yeah, till the wheels fall off. I think there's a lot of implications that they need to do that and whether or not it's going to result to wins doesn't matter. I don't care what the Chicago bears do in the win loss column. I just think for him in order to run the ball, he's going to have to throw the ball and be that threat. That's the only way I can see that working. Yeah. I don't know, man. I hopefully uh, if you're a DJ Moore owner, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. It seems to be the only person that touches a ball, but, but, all right, that wraps up that for our little Thanksgiving treat from Bainey there. But moving on right into the starts here. Round the horn, you know the drill. We're going to go QBs first since Bads doesn't like when I switch it up. Bainey, why don't you start us off? So this week, uh, you know, I kind of give themes with my list. This week I'm doing this personally to me, okay? So I'm 
I'm going strictly between my own personal lineup. These are players on my team, on my fantasy league. These are decisions I'm making this week. I was, you know, texting back and forth with these guys last week, right before Sunday. And I was like, you know what? Why don't we just do it for an episode? So I'm starting Kyler this week as my starting QB. Why is that? Strictly rushing upside. Um, they're running a ton of RPOs with them. The knee seems not to be an issue. They're just tossing them right into the mix, running the ball. Um, I think they're just like we were talking about fields. I think they're in a weird place with Kyler where they need to put it up full, full display, see what's going on, see what they really have moving forward. Cause they're another team that's going to be in the mix with this draft. Um, Rams have also given up a sneaky, sneaky amount of big rushing games and a lot of rushing touchdowns. Kyler has a rushing touchdown, both of his games back. Um, that's strictly my decision-making with this start. I think the rushing opportunity is too much to pass up this week. Yeah. Per yesterday's episode, we talked about it. Um, in my over under total domination, I took, I believe there's going to be points in this game. I took the over. Um, Kyler's looking good running the ball. Yeah. He's averaging 20 points a game. Third game back. Yeah. He, he, his legs look good. I feel like Hollywood Brown is going to step up as well. Yeah, I I don't hate that start at all. Yeah, you kind of hit on the points I was going to go for, but hopefully Kyler will see more Kyler on the ground and those fantasy points should be going up. He should look like – I think he's the better version of Justin Fields, really. Because he has more of the arm talent than the legs, but he can't escape. Yeah. But badge. So my start here is more of a DFS lineup. FanDuel, let's go. Shouting you out. Um, so I'm going to be starting this guy in uh, DFS. I'm rolling with the fan favorite right now, Josh Dobbs. Um, with no teams on buy, um, I believe he's going to be a great value in DFS lineups. Um, has a very favorable matchup against Chicago. That Bears defense have been giving up 20 points, fantasy points a week. Um Again, great value for DFS lineups all around. I expect him to get scrappy like he's been all year and put up some fantasy points. So Josh Dobbs, my stardom of the week. Again, DFS lineup recommended. I would take it a step further. I would be starting him in your lineups if you have them, to be honest with you. Uh, the rushing upside is crazy. Um, and what is it? He had that escape. You know, we saw the other night where he ran to the right, shook a dude off, and then ended up throwing a touchdown out of it. Um, I wish we were hearing news from Jefferson that he was coming back and playing. It doesn't seem to be the case, which is a bummer, because um, I would really like to see what Dobbs could do with a true, you know, threat like Justin Jefferson. But he's making do. Um, Hawkinson's having big weeks. Um, yeah, I, I like – what Dobbs has to offer specifically from the rushing upside for sure. I like it too. He's sitting at number seven QB. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, I lost Kirk cousins and luckily someone dropped Dobbs and I have Dobbs now. So I couldn't, I couldn't thank him enough. It's, it's crazy. Cause beginning of the season I drafted Kirk cousins. And then my last pick, I had CJ Stroud. Fortunately, Drop Stroud for Puka. And when that got hurt, but it's a godsend now, dude. He's definitely going to get a contract, I think, after this year. 
I don't know where. I don't know if it's going to be in Minnesota or not. We'll find out, but he has to get paid somewhere. I think some GMs probably should have lost their job this year. Um, possibly the Jets. I think the Jets should have made a move for Dobbs. I think the Falcons should have made a move for Dobbs. I think Cleveland should have left him yeah, on the roster. <laughs> Pittsburgh should have left him on the roster. Yeah. I, I mean, it's – but, like, to say – I mean, he's better than any – Tennessee Titans quarterback. He was on their roster at the end of the last year. Um, but seriously, I, I think teams that could have possibly been in the playoff hunt and then just decided to stick with names like Ritter and Zach Wilson did their fan base a disservice because Dobbs put out good tape on a very bad team. Like, and then he goes to a good team and it's turning into winning. And their coach is very good too, but. Dobbs is producing. All right. Moving on here. Uh, I know I talked to, we talked about this guy um, in our little Thanksgiving segment. Um, I have CJ Stroud as my start this week. Uh, he will be the rookie of the year. He should be mentioned in the MVP race. Um, I think he's going to have to win a playoff game to do it. Uh, but he goes against Jacksonville team where he already put up 280 and two TDs. I think he can duplicate that. And in Houston, he might even go over that. Um, seems like the Jags are coming off one of their strongest games yet, but I think it might be a fluke. So I'm going with C.J. Straub. This is another guy that should be starting in your lineups. Um, the MVP stuff makes me mad. If he doesn't get consideration votes, then I'm not interested because – I tell you what, dude, they're saying Jalen Hurts is the front runner right now for MVP. I don't think that what he's done this year has been as impressive as what CJ Stroud has done this year. I honestly don't. I He instantly made that team a winner. He's given guys like Noah Brown, Nico Collins, career numbers. And it's not even close. Like Noah Brown is already, if he wasn't out this week, he would have passed his career high in receiving yards already. That's crazy. Tank Dell is literally badge and ice size. And he's making this guy look like a pro bowler. Like it's not like it's not even close, dude. Like makes everybody around him so much better. Just to, just to verify for the viewers, uh, how tall is that? Um combined height? <laughs> combined height, like uh... <laughs> I'm five seven. I count my hair. <laughs> for the record. I always say I'm six two in your heart. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, how can you not start him? He has in three games, he has over a thousand yards passing. I think that's the most in a, any three game span this season. Um, you got to roll with him, roll with a hot hand. I mean, division rival, this is going to be a nice test for him. I think they squeak it out. Oh, CJ Stroud, keep on rolling. All right, moving to the running backs. Yeah, so I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals stack this week. Teak, I told you at the beginning of the year he was on my fades list, but I told you let somebody else draft him, wait till he's on the IR, then they drop him because they can't hold him on the roster anymore, and then you scoop him up at the end of the year. That played out perfectly into my hands. I'm I'm starting James Conner this week. Somebody had Achen and James Conner. They couldn't keep Conner on their IR anymore. I got to scoop them up. So I'm going to make a playoff run with that for sure. 
Um, we already talked about the Rams rushing defense. It's not great. Give up a ton of yards, ton of rushing touchdowns. Um, he's had 30 carries and 135 rushing yards combined in these last two weeks. He's had like no usage in the past game. We've seen in the past. That's where he gets most of his value, especially in full PPR league is those monster receiving games. So hopefully they're just easing him in. And now we're going to get a full workload moving forward, but He's really the only running back on their roster they have to work with. So I'm starting James Conner this week. Yeah, that was, that was a good scoop off the waivers for you, Bainey. Um, last four games, he's had under double digits. Um, I think he's due. I think Kyler back and back in the, the groove of things. I think that's going to open him back up. I think he's going to get some touchdowns. So, yeah, against that uh, Rams defense, not a bad start at all. So probably get him cheap, too, in uh, DFS lineups as well. Yeah, I I never have nothing bad to say about the hometown. I'm always the homer. Um, Rams, he goes against his old teammate in Aaron Donald. You'd love to see that as well. But yeah, I like to start. I know in one of my leagues, I made it, I I believe I made the right play. I moved Jared Goff for James Conner, and then I took James Conner, turned him around for Mike Evans. So I turned Goff into Mike Evans. <laughs> in a long in a long sense you did that's pretty crazy so but i still like connor this week i like connor moving forward as well um that usage has got to go up with the passing and i think it will honestly do the only thing i'm concerned about this week is and i know they're just projections his projection this week is lower than him going against san fran philly and pittsburgh why you know what i mean there has to be something they know that we don't or what yeah i think kyler's just sitting around 18 yeah i don't know that just that's just eye-boggling to me a little just looking at those defenses and thinking about the rams but that's the only thing i could say about it um um, so my star of the week, sorry, I'm used to you uh, calling me out. Take your changing <laughs> stuff up. You're hosting. Um, love the fantasy GM and too, by the way, Take. Um, so this week I'm going with uh, Rashad White against the Colts. So I love this matchup. They're allowing 100 yards to running backs this season. I'm a shareholder in a couple leagues. He's been putting up points every week, every single week. I expect 70 yards on the ground, a touchdown, and a handful of catches out of the backfield. Um, they continue to use him. Um, he has three touchdowns in three games. Love his matchup this week. Rashad White against the Colts. Indoors. Yeah, um, I could see a game script where the Bucks are up and they're going to have to run the ball at the end. I just don't. I don't know, man. Some of these games with the Colts, they'd get messy and ugly and it turns into something weird, but I, I can't see. I just see Mike Evans going over the top a couple of times and then they just run the ball out the rest of the game. I could see it, but you mentioned the past game stuff with White in, in a full PPR. I think he's been uh, it's been rather impressive. He's somebody that I want nothing to do with, but I really want nothing to do with that whole offense at the beginning of the year, but they've been really impressive, honestly. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a good start for sure, especially against the Colts defense. I, I was pretty big on White this year. Um, I like the start as well because he's also my start this 
as well. If you don't like Rashard White, give me all of them this year because he's sitting at running back number six right now, man. Uh, so far, he went up against, he's going up against the Colts who give up the fourth, fourth most to the running back position, I believe Badge said. Um, he posted 18 fantasy points against the Niners, and it was used pretty well, like Badge said, in the passing game. So I have no worries with Rashad White moving forward here at all. If you're in a keeper or dynasty league, you have to be thrilled with this because there's no way in a redraft that you're going to see White where you got him this year. Um, I think he's going to go earlier next year by a mile. Well, that was my running back as well, Benny. So oh, shoot okay. it right on to the wideouts here. But before we get to the wideouts, we're going to go to a small break here in the action. And then Bane's going to pick it right back on up for us. And we're back. Wide receivers, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we talked about this guy at length in our rookie episode, and we've talked about him several times during this season. Uh, Zay Flowers. Um, Zay Flowers is about to have a target share boom. Uh, Mark Andrews going out just means one thing, and that is a massive target share that's going to be available. Uh, week one without Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers saw 10 targets, nine receptions, uh, 78 yards. That's 17.7 fantasy points in week one without Mark Andrews. Um, he's without a doubt the wide receiver one. This emergence of Odell Beckham is, it's okay. Um, I have Odell as my number one waiver wire target for receivers this year, this week, um, but it's not going to affect Zay Flowers and his production. Um, see if you guys knew this or not. Um Zay Flowers has two less points than DK Metcalf this year. He actually has more fancy points than Debo, Chris Godwin, and Romeo Dobbs. Why is Romeo Dobbs on this list? Well, Romeo Dobbs is tied for second in the league for receiving touchdowns. Bet you didn't know that. It's crazy. Um, but he's managed to do all of this without logging a 100-yard game or, a touch, or in one touchdown on the season. That's crazy fantasy value. I think he's like wide receiver 30 this uh, as of this recording. 32 um, right now. And he was 26 before this week uh, played. So I think we're going to see a lot more of week one Zay Flowers without Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is a target hog, uh, but unfortunately his leg injury, he's going to be done for the year. So Zay Flowers to the moon badge. Yeah, he's a must start this week against his Chargers defense. I actually had him on my list uh, to talk about, but I didn't feel like talking about the Ravens. So just in one of those kind of moods, I'm trying to be thankful this week. So um, definitely a must start. Good hit, Bainey. Um, 
I went a different route. You boys will see that next. So, yeah, Zay Flowers, good pick. Yeah, this Chargers defense is terrible. Um, and with, I believe Staley is a defensive mind, too. I'm pretty sure. And it's just sad to see he hasn't, or maybe he has, taken over that defense and it's just not working. Um, He's a Vic Fangio disciple, and he has made it very clear it's his defense. It is it's bad. <laughs> it, it, it's pretty bad. And once they get rid of him, do they move Kellen Moore to the head coaching position? He should absolutely be the head coach of that team. My only thing with that is, is who is he going to bring in then for defense? Because he's not a defensive mind whatsoever. He's going to have to bring someone – of stature over. I mean, he played, he was the OC in Dallas for four years. There's no way he doesn't have ties to somebody. He's got to have connections somewhere. I mean, I mean, we'll find out, but I like the start. I do. Um, I kind of picked Zay Flowers a couple weeks ago, and I just, I just wanted to veer somewhere different this week. So he was going to be my start, but I moved elsewhere. I'll go, I'll go a step further. If anybody's playing the Chargers and you have a wide receiver, start them. Target those guys on the waiver wire. Uh, targeted Jaden Reed last week. He had 19 fantasy points. It's almost four times his projection. <laughs> like, it's it's stupid. The Chargers' defense is so bad. Badge, who's your wide receiver? So I mentioned uh, Zay Flowers. Um, again, I didn't want to talk about him. I'm skipping dinner. I'm going right to the dessert. Got a little sweet tooth right now. Matt Canada is gone and out. Give me a little drum roll, boys. I'm not for this pick. <laughs> I'm taking George Pickens against the Bengals. So that locker room is going to be fired up. They got their wish. They all wanted him out. Usually when a bad situation and the coaching staff goes, the team tends to rally around. I believe this is a very favorable matchup against the Bengals um, secondary. I'm starting Pickens this week. It's going to have a big game, over 100 yards and a tutty. Ooh, that should have wow. been our hot take. Yeah, that's wow. <laughs> Skip dinner. Sheesh. Um, I, don't, I wouldn't <laughs> do it that. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good matchup, too. I – um. I don't know, man. I've always been a Deontay guy, and it's almost been to a fault sometimes, but I don't know. Um, the running back the running back coach is now the OC, I guess. That's how that's working. Um, that being said, I don't know who that is or what it's going to look like. So, Badge, I, I'm rooting for you. You know what? You, you took an L this week, but I told you in a text, lock of solidarity, I'm not going to troll you. So George Pickens to the moon just for badge. I like. Yeah, I, I was gonna troll you either. <laughs> but that video. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the matchup. It's just I think you got the wrong receiver. Uh, I think it's gonna be Deontay Johnson. It, he's been the number one guy for Pickett while he's there. And do I think Pickett's the QB moving forward for Pittsburgh? I don't. I just don't see. I just. Don't see a world where Pickett's going to be there much longer if he doesn't turn this around. Um, but, yeah, I like Deontay Johnson a little bit better just because the target share is there more. 
and I feel like the routes he runs are way better than just from that game I watched. Yeah, he wasn't getting the ball much either. There wasn't much throwing the ball, period, but that's just my take. Teak, something you just said there uh, made me think. You said something about Pickett not being the guy long-term. Um, another take we could have added to the hot takes at the beginning. I think this year the most quarterbacks we've ever seen get drafted. I think overall, I think you're going to see everybody taking a quarterback this year. How do you feel about that? You think Falcons are going to take one? I know you're hoping. Uh, once, I, If we tank or if we just play the way we're playing, yes, I do believe we'll take a quarterback. I just think I, it was before Burrow went down, there was 37% of the league had started a backup quarterback at least once this year. That's crazy. Um, you could say the Jets have played all season with a backup quarterback probably, but um, – I just I, – I do. You saying that just triggered that in my head. I think that we're going to see almost every team take quarterback this year. And talking about quarterbacks and talking about drafts and everything, that quarterback draft class with Pickett, you can say from start to finish with Brock Purdy being the last pick, that whole QBs should have been reversed. Yeah. And it, it's showing in the stats as well. Purdy, what was it? Purdy, Ritter, Levis. Was Levis in there? Levis was last year. Last year? Oh, Malik Willis. That's what it was. Yeah, um, to Tennessee. Kenny Pickett. It should have been reversed, it looks like. And Brock Purdy in this offense? You'd be seeing a little different Pittsburgh Steelers football. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's crazy. Yeah, I'm not giving up on Pickett just yet. I mean, it's going down, <laughs> but the guy has a good win win loss ratio. I mean, he's winning games. I mean, he is top on the fourth quarter comebacks list, so he's getting yeah. dubs. I'm not giving up yet. I wanna I wanna see a little more. Hey, so he's Trent, missing some wide open throws, but I know you're getting a little hot about the Pickett take, but hey, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, so different game. You need a quarterback <laughs> this year. That's what I'm saying. But moving on here, before Badge blows his top over there, <laughs> I'm going to go my guy. I've been picking him a lot this year. And that could have been another little nice little take here. I got Michael Pittman again. He's been consistent the whole season. I love the value that you got him in drafts, where you got him. On average, he's being targeted 10 times a game still, averaging 15 fantasy points per game. And only has three touchdowns. So what does that mean? So if he does catch a TD, you're looking at a pretty good fantasy week. Absolutely. With him averaging 15 fantasy points. Also has that favorable matchup against the Bucks. So everything is trending towards Pittman's favor this week moving forward. Yeah, I was well documented on the anti-Michael Pittman fan fan boat this year and uh i've been proven wrong and it's largely because of that target share week in week out massive target share and you can't argue with somebody who's getting the ball thrown do them 11 times whether they're good or not it's going to be fantasy valuable so it's a great start yeah great value where you drafted them this year um 
He was actually number three on my list. I'll be starting him in some DFS lineups for sure. I'm not a shareholder in my leagues. So, yeah, I'm going to be targeting him. I expect him to be a little cheaper. Um, not going the stud wide receiver route. I, there's a lot of value there. Great matchup against the Bucks. Like to start again. I had him on my top three list. All right. And then wrapping it all up, boys, with the tight end position. Dalton Schultz. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's much else to be said. Uh, he is tight end seven on the year right now, and I think he's going to finish higher than that. Um, his yards per catch right now is floating around 10 or higher every single week. Um, and yeah, um, the Jags last time they played this Texans team, they finished their defense finished with minus four fantasy points. And Dalton Schultz wasn't even really a part of the offense at that point at the early stages of this year. Um, odds are you might have dropped Dalton Schultz if you drafted him after the first couple of weeks. However, dude's rocking. Absolutely rocking. Um, and in that game, Stroud passed for over 280 yards, and the Texans put up 37 points. And I think everybody here would agree that the Texans' offense is worlds better since that game. Um and Schultz, man, I just – another waiver wire hero you were able to pick up and just be happy you did because this is great, honestly. He's given us uh, COVID year tight end three Dalton Schultz vibes, and it's all because of C.J. Stroud. That's all I got. Got to play him. Yeah, to me, the tight end position has been weird this year. Um, but as long, as long as Stroud is slinging the rock, you got to put him in your lineup. I mean, he had three targets last week and had a, a, over 11 points. They got that connection. He's his safety blanket. I mean, he's targeting them too. Um, that is 20 targets in three games. So, yeah, as long as Stroud is, has that rock, you got to start Schultz in the tight end. Yeah, it just seems like for Schultz, yeah, he luckily caught a touchdown to get to that over 11 points. But it seems like Stroud's coming to his own, and he's slinging the thing. So, when he's slinging the rock, you're not going to see Damian Pierce whatsoever because he's not a catching back. So usually if the dump downs aren't there, they go to the tight end, and the rookies love the tight end position. And Noah Brown looks like he might miss another week. So Schultz just kind of steps in again into another kind of level of target volume and option this, this week. And you're talking about Pierce. Uh, Singletary's been lighting this fantasy world up these last two weeks and it's not affecting any of these receivers fantasy value it's crazy yeah so to my stardom um <laughs> no love um, for singletary for that huh <laughs> no i said no love for singletary oh for no Bash. he's been great i scooped him up in a, in a league so i'm happy about that i scooped him up a few weeks ago so i'll give him some love I just thought we were getting another situation where he thought his camera was off. We caught him dazing for a while. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is this thing <laughs> So if that is that wrap up the Texans? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is pretty much a Texans show at this point. All right. So I'm going – I'm going to keep it short because I feel like we talk about this all the time. I'm taking Teak's keys to the Lambo parked in the park. I'm starting Kyle Pitts against the Saints. So they're coming fresh off a bye, a little bit of cranberry sauce right there from uh, Baney's reaction. But um, the Saints are tied for the third most fantasy points to tight ends. 
So coming fresh on the bye, he's feeling good. He's healthy. I think it's time for that breakout Lambeau game. So I feel Pitts is going to be a start this week. Baney? I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I was huge Pitts fan at the beginning of the year, and it's mostly like I'm turning into like I hate Arthur Smith so much that it's hard for me to back this play. I want the smash. I want Kyle Pitts to have a huge week. I really Listen, do. Arthur Smith is if Matt Canada, Canada was the head coach. If uh, if Matt Canada and Brandon Staley had a baby, it would be Arthur Smith. Between his arrogant press conferences and all the stuff, I can't stand him. I hope they get a new coach, Teak. But until then, I hope I hope Pitts gives you something to cheer for this week. I also have a future on the Falcons, so I hope Badge has never been more right than he is today. So it's going to be nice over there. Um, I'm taking the Lambo out, cruising on Turkey Day. Sun's going to be shining. So he's going to get that rock. God, I hope, so. I, I hope you're right, too. I mean, the past, what, four games had 20 targets. So I don't know, man. I don't know where to go with this offense anymore. It's lackluster. So, but moving on here to wrap it up, I got a guy you just seen last week at a couple drops, still put up over 12 fancy points. I got David Njoku. Um, last three games, he's been targeted 30 times. He's consistent. Through the last five, averaging around like 11, 12 per game. You love that from the tight end position if it's not named Kelsey. So I have him. They're going against the Broncos, who are the worst team against the tight end position. I think Najoku comes back with an even bigger game from his three or four drops against Pittsburgh. So a little short and sweet. No, uh, there's a lot of love for Njoku. Um it's a freak, talented dude. Um, it just seems like whenever they need him to do it, he really does it. It's just been always a matter of if he can be healthy or not. And we've seen him string, string together a few games this year. So even if he melted his face off at that fire, he's still uh, showing up week in, week out. So I like seems, it. It's a good seems, start. Seems to be DTR's favorite target with 15 targets last game. So, And he should be. The tight end is always the safety valve. And with a young quarterback, you, you need that. And like we just said, his measurables make him, you know, an asset, especially in a passing game that's not really wonderful. But I think the Browns prove every single week that Watson really isn't the guy and they don't need him. Yeah, last five games – Double-digit fantasy points. Um, tight end's been weird position this year to me, I think. Um, coming off of 15 targets. Yeah, good matchup against the Broncos, I feel. Must start. All right, and that wraps up the start segment, boys. Turkey extravaganza sits. This is the mega episode for Thanksgiving. We're going to go right on into the sits here. QBs. Badge, you're up top here. 
you're going to start us off. Bringing it in hot. All right. Okay. I'm coming in. I'm hungry. I'm hungry for some turkey. So my sit, I'm going, yes, the gunslinging Sam Howell against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I think this stage might be too big for him. I mean, Dallas's defense allowing 15 points to quarterbacks. I believe they're going to be bringing the heat on Turkey Day. They are known for this, uh, dominating on Thanksgiving. Um, I think Sam Howell's going to be pressured, hit, bruised, battered, basted, just like I like my turkey. Um, he's going to feel that pressure. I'm sitting Sam Howell this week. I think the Cowboys defense get it done and handle business. Yeah, I uh, over-under sacks on this game. What are, we, Ooh, what, are we, what are we thinking? Over under sacks, five? Five, over five. I have to watch Micah Parsons eat that stupid turkey leg at the end of the game with Dak. Yeah, now this is a great sit, Badge. I, you didn't have to dig too deep in your bag for it. I think, uh, I think Dallas is going to destroy this Washington team. It's going to be bad. So, great sit. Yeah, I got no complaints over here as well. I, I will give a little shout-out, though, to Sam Howell, the Tar Heel kid. He's been putting together quite a season for himself, dude. really has. Um, sitting at QB number four right now in fantasy. So, hey, I didn't see it coming. Oh, he was part of that draft class, too, we were talking about in the stars. Yep, yep. So, I totally forgot about him. And no knocks on him, just this matchup, I, turkey day. Hey. So... Hey, even hey, Pittsburgh had Sam Howell. Okay, enough. I'm just saying, <laughs> you can sling with the weapons you guys have. You guys, you guys are kind of like the Falcons. You got the weapons. You just need the cue. So, but yeah, I like it too. Baney. Yeah. So moving to my sits, like I said during the start section, um, this is specific to my personal lineup. So this is – I got skin in the game this episode, boys. Um, I'm sitting Tua this week. I said I'm starting Kyler. I'm sitting Tua. Why am I sitting Tua? He's going up against the Jets. Kyler's pulling against the Rams, so I think it's an easier matchup as far as my lineup goes. However, the Jets' defense, uh, 10 interceptions, 6 fumble recoveries, 23 sacks. Uh, Tua has 10 turnovers on the year. Um, but like I said, my deciding factor in this was the rushing props. Um, Tua has 46 rushing yards on the year. No, no touchdowns show for, uh, Kyler has 84 in his last couple of games since he's been back. Um, there's just too much fancy value in Kyler's legs right now for me to start Tua over him against this Jets defense. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I got. I know the, the Jets' defensive numbers aren't looking great because they're on the field so much because Zach Wilson has really given them a shot. But um, that is my thought process between my starts and my sits. And like I said, this is very specific to me this week. So I got to sit two against the Jets because I got Kyler against the Rams. Yeah, I mean, like that matchup. Jets defense. I mean, I too is going to be sore this week. I have a feeling he's going to get uh, take some licks. Um, if you can afford to sit him, you got a better ma- matchup elsewhere. Yeah, I might want to look that route as well. Um, I know after what two has been doing early on, especially, you're going to think to yourself it's hard to sit him. But 
play the matchup. I mean, this Jets defense, I, th- I feel like this is going to be a little bit of a trap game too with Zach Wilson getting benched. Um, I don't hate it. Uh, maybe tough for some people to do it if they don't have a better option. But yeah, this matchup is not in his favor. So just looking at the game log here for him, six of the 10 games he has not went over 20 points. And you want your quarterback to get that 20 and up range. That's kind of eye-popping to me, especially like how explosive this offense has been. So I think that's a mixture of those running backs taking a toll finally so he doesn't have to throw the ball as much. Um, that way the ball's out. He's not getting hit as much as well. So, And Waddle's like Waddle's man, production. not a huge contributor this year. It's really a bummer, but – you're telling me I have all like the wide receiver twos and none of them are doing anything. I have the the trio almost. I have Devonta, Waddle, and hey Devonte this week. I, I called it. I'm not gonna lie. But yeah, I like to sit as well. But moving on, I got this guy just popped off last week. I got T Law. Let's pump the brakes off of just one game. All right, fellas. So far this season, Lawrence has had more struggles, can we agree, than good games in fantasy. Uh, Before week 11, he hadn't recorded more than 20 points once. He'll have a hard time okay, keeping the good times rolling in Houston. That being said, he held him to 279 yards and one TD, one pick last time. They matched up. I'm going the opposite of my start. I'm going T-Law. Man, I, I think it's a great. Um, I, I'm proud of this group. I don't I don't think we heard any Geno Smith names so far. Um, I know it's a little low-hanging fruit, unless Badge, you had something else. But uh, that's uh, it's a great sit. I yeah, that's that. tough going to Houston with this hot team. That crowd is going to be fired up and – this team's fired up. I mean, like Teak said, the numbers there. I mean, fantasy's all about numbers, 20 points since X amount of weeks. I mean, yeah, I could see the sit. I unfortunately have him in a 14-man league. I don't have any options. I might look on the waivers, see what, see if there's something I can dig up. But, yeah, not a bad sit at all. I uh, Their coaching regime, man, um, they did not miss in their draft class this year. CJ Stroud, Will Anderson. Yeah. Really hit, honestly. Did. I like I like the draft class that came in. Tank Dell. Tank Dell. They, so, they put some bodies down there in Houston, man. That's what it, that's what it takes to turn a franchise around is the draft. Uh but moving along to the running backs badge. So Teak, I want to apologize. Um, I just don't like this matchup at all. I'm sitting Bijan against the Saints. And I know me saying that um, to most of you, thinking how can I sit my first-round pick, most of you selected him in the first round of the draft. I mean, very tough matchup. Um, Saints defense is allowing the third-least fantasy points to running backs this year. The only thing I can say, if you can afford to sit him, good news going for you is no teams have buys this week. So 
you might have some options there. Again, it's a very tough matchup if you can afford to sit him. Um, again, it's not ideal based on where everyone drafted him. I just don't like this matchup. I mean, the Saints run defense is tough. So unless he can squeak out a tutty and some catches, I don't know. I think I got to uh, he's, he's towards my sit list this week. Baney? I think it goes both ways. I think if the Falcons win, it's because they they used Bijan to his max and he got him there. And, you know, I think it's going to take that for them to be able to get this win. But that being said, I you got Arthur Smith as the uh, wild card there. We might see Bijan get one carry and not hear his name called the rest of the game. So it's too much uncertainty for me. I'm glad that I uh, missed out on the Bijan sweepstakes this year in fantasy drafts. So I know, like you said, that's it's way too early of a, a pick in fantasy to have to be talking at week 11 or week 12 sitting them. But here we are, and it's because of the head coach and the play calling. So, Yeah, I just – I don't know. It's tough. It's tough with art. It's tough in general. Um, you don't know how art's going to use anybody anymore. <laughs> I'm tired of guessing. So I'm I'm just going to roll a badge and sit back and watch, like I do every week. So that's all I can say about that. Tired of talking Falcons football. <laughs> but Bainey, who do you have at the running back? So mine was a toss-up. Um, I told you, you know, throughout this entire season that I've disliked Javante Williams. However, I was able to land him and another player in a trade for Jamar this week. And he's playing the Browns this week. I'm not going to be able to play him. However, that's not my official sit. I just wanted to let you know that I did – land Javante Williams on my fantasy roster. So shine a little bit of light to your uh, Falcons <laughs> Falcons dip. I'll bring you back up with some, some Broncos hype. Um, James Cook is my official sit this week. Um, the Philly run defense, I know they just got cooked by Pacheco. However, that offensive line for the Chiefs is the real deal. Um, and... On top of all of that, um, I know the Bills got the dub this week. That being said, if you break out the nerdy stats, they actually had a less efficient t- uh, game than when Dorsey was the offensive coordinator. Um, analysis, stuff like that will show that they only had one actual category that was better. Um, and yeah, talking about another player that you just cannot trust in fantasy this year, he's had big weeks and those big weeks have resulted in him being higher up on the running back list. That being said, he's had weeks where he's ran for negative four yards and he doesn't score the ball. So it's really tough to start him when you have players like James Conner, that's finally healthy going up against a bad defense, stuff like that. Um, but his usage in the past game is to be determined. I don't know why they don't use him more. That was supposed to be his golden goose and what was supposed to be promised to us. And it just hasn't happened. So I guess because of all the uncertainties and going up against a good rush defense, I'm choosing to sit James Cook this week. Yeah, even with um, Pacheco, like you said, having a decent game against Philly, it's hard to uh, go against Philly's uh, run defense, even with that one game. I mean, one out of ten. 
Um, so I will be probably, I, I will be um, starting Rashad White in my league over James Cook. Um, maybe we'll visit the flex option. Got to see what I got. Got to go through some things. But yeah, anyone against Philly, any running back against Philly, it's very tough to make that move and pull the trigger on the start. So good sip. Yeah, they're definitely going to have to use him in the passing game for him to get his points, which has been a little lackluster. Um, but he's kind of also up and down, too, which kind of scares me. But he is sitting at number 14 on the running backs. So that is the positive out of James Cook and where you got him. Um, but, yeah, they're going to have to use him in the passing game to get his totals there. But yeah, I'm just worried about Allen doing hero ball, man. I'm worried about him stealing all the red zone rushes. I'm worried about him just taking the ball down and running. And that's the chance you t- you you know you're going to take when you take a running back, just like Philly. It's the same exact thing. So, you know, 100%. But moving on here, um, I got Zach Charbonnet as my set. I know a lot of people are excited to finally use them. You either stashed them away on your bench for the longest time, hoping this would happen, or you just picked them up off waivers because you heard the news about Kenneth Walker you might not play. Um, Even with, I believe, Kenneth Walker being out this week, I think the excitement for Charbonnet has to wait one more week. Um, I'm just going to keep him benched this week going against this San Fran team. So that's the biggest thing I can see is – that defense and this rookie going up against that defense. I'm going to call it. I think DJ Dallas has more fantasy points than Charbonnet this week. And I think it's because Gino's injury to his throwing arm. I think there's going to be a lot of checkdowns. I don't think he's going to have a lot of time. I not to say DJ Dallas is going to score a billion fantasy points, but I think he's going to score more. And I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. I'm, if Charbonnet was the guy, he would have did what everybody said he was going to do and take over the backfield and do all this stuff. And he's had nothing but a suppressed role, and we haven't seen much of him. So I'm not a, I'm not a fan, haven't been a fan, and I do not like their slated games they're going up against. So Yeah, he has some tough matchups, uh, matchups especially this week uh, with Sam Fran. Um, but, yeah, that, those are my thoughts exactly, Bainey, is um, – your only hope is, I mean, Gino's elbow injury. It looks like he's going to play. Um, his, if it's too discomforting to throw the ball downfield, they're going to have to get try and get that run game and checkdowns. So that's really your only hope if you got to start him. Um, I know you mentioned DJ Dallas too. That was a good take. So, yeah, very tough matchup. Again, that's really the only hope is trying to get that run game going and keep feeding the rock. What are you scratching over there, Benny? <laughs> <laughs> got an itch on his chest yeah but that wraps up the running backs here um before we get to the wide receivers with badge we're going to take a short intermission here stay with us
right, and we're back. Wide receivers badge. So before I name my sit on my wide receiver here as my wide receiver, I want to give Teak a shout-out for calling this guy out at the beginning of the season. Um, so shout-out. Even though I'm sitting him this week, very tough matchup. Um, I'm sitting Cortland Sutton against the Browns. So I mentioned tough matchup. I mean, it's hard to start any receiver against this Browns secondary. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he bra- I hope he's number one on the recap list because my Steelers are right behind him on a playoff spot. So I hope I'm wrong. Wrong. I don't like this matchup. I, uh, with no teams on buys, I know I mentioned that again. There's probably a better matchup elsewhere on your roster. So if you can sit him, I'm sitting uh, Sutton this week against the Browns. Maney? Yeah, I mean, it's it's super consistent with everything that we've talked about. It seems week in, week out. You have to consider sitting these players that are going up against these AFC defenses. Um, Browns, Steelers, Ravens. It's really hard to start players against these teams. However, um, I don't know what to say. Uh, it's it's going to need a pass-heavy game script. Say something nice about Sutton. Say something nice. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to score a touchdown, apparently. That's all this guy does. Um, but, yeah, dude, uh, Broncos are the longest active winning streak in the NFL right now with four games. Not something I would expect to be saying. That Especially how the season take. started. Yeah, it's crazy. Broncos make wild card. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Russ is playing completely average football, which apparently is all they needed. That being said, Miles Garrett is going to be on that man. And if Russ has a bad game, then, yeah, you obviously have to sit the wide receiver that's attached to him. So I hope Russ let's, cooks. Let's ride. <laughs> um, The sit – I like. I don't know. It, I believe Newsom got hurt, right, for the Browns' defense. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it matters. This defense is just so ridiculous. Yeah. Um. I just I, every time I we say this dude can't continue this, he scores a touchdown. Yep. So that's the only thing I'm worried about. He scores a touchdown. He's basically there. But I agree, it's a good matchup for him to sit. So. I like to sit as well, um, but I will, you know, toot the own horn. He's wide receiver 20 while Jared Judy's 52. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the big thing this week, guys, there's no teams on buys, so that gives us a lot of options to play the matchups. Who would have thought the Broncos offense would be what breaks this friendship up? Who would have thought that? <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought that this Broncos offense is looking 10 times – Hundred times better than the offense for the Falcons. No, I wouldn't have. To be honest, it's it's dumb. Football's <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Their defense too, I guess, in the last few weeks has been one of the top defenses in football. But because of how bad they got their doors blown off against the Dolphins, they still are ranked dead last because their yeah. stats are so skewed. People yeah. forget they gave up seventy points this year. Yeah, that does mess up a lot when you're going for matchups and stuff. Well, moving on, Benny, who's your wideout? Um, somebody that was probably winning you every single one of your weeks this year if you were playing him, uh, but now he's absolutely nobody, and that's Jacoby Myers. Um, Aiden O'Connell effect, very real. Um, Devontae Adams effect, very real. Um, 
I have no clue why, but Jacoby Myers was third on their team this week in targets. I don't understand that. Um, his smash games, he's had seven games with five or more targets. And since AOC's taken over, now he only averages 8.8 fantasy points per game. And his one touchdown in that stretch was off a run, a 36-yard rush. So, yeah, it's a bummer because he's putting up great weeks with massive target share, and now he's somebody that you're probably going to find more talent on the waiver wire, um, specifically if wide receivers are playing the Chargers. So that is my sit, Jacoby Myers. The Aiden O'Connell effect. I like it, Bainey. Um, yeah, these targets, wow. Yeah, they just tapered off. Myers tapered off. I mean, this is the straight cranberry sauce of the meal here. Um, Jacoby Myers, oof. Uh, yeah, you mentioned that rushing touchdown. Otherwise, he's looking at eight points being his top five week. Um, last five games. Four games, sorry. But... Yeah, that just shows how important that quarterback position is. Yeah, the AC is cranked to the max, and they froze out Jacoby Myers. <laughs> so, I like to sit as well. I mean, he took a dramatic turn with the QB switch. So He went from fantasy hero to fantasy zero real quick with so, that quarterback. Moving on here, another big name going off one of your guys' sits as well. At the wide receiver position for me, I have Terry McLaurin. Uh, longest catch in week 11 by him. 11 yards. Yeah. The week before, 13. With a tough matchup against the Weed M boys on Thursday, it's hard to think that Howland McLaurin could get it going against this uh, Cowboys defense. So Terry McLaurin's my set this week. Hopefully, if you're an owner, fantasy owner, hopefully he can turn around for you this week. Maybe pepper him a little bit, some screen passes, but he's a sit for me. Um, yeah, and to be honest with you, I think uh, was Deron Bland has four pick sixes for Dallas this year. I think he has a fifth after this week. Um, it's going to be tough sledding. The only thing that can make this guy fantasy valuable is targets. They let Hal just throw the ball a billion times, so maybe he gets enough to be fancy relevant. That being said, it's going to be an ugly game for Washington. And Jeremiah, you're getting way too much airtime with this Dallas Cowboys talk. We haven't mentioned the Eagles once, and don't think we didn't see it in the chat. We saw it in the Discord, Jeremiah. So you're getting all your Dallas Cowboys love. We love you. <laughs> Thank you for all your support. That being said, go Birds. <laughs> Jeremiah, we them boys, I'll give it to you. Uh, but seriously, yeah, I think this Dallas defense is going to absolutely eat. I think uh, how I mean, he was on my sits list. I think he's just going to be scrambling, running on his ass. Uh, but sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, hit every way. I mean, like Bainey said, that his only hope is if they just are so far behind, they're just slinging. I mean, that's what he does. Sam Howell does. He just slings. So that's really the only hope there. Again, I mentioned it like three, four times. No teams on by. You got a lot of matchup options. So, yeah, tough matchup, tough game. I think it's going to be all Dallas Cowboys in this one. 
All right, and finishing them off with the tight end position match. So this is this was very tough for me to find a tight end. Um, this has been a weird position all year, I feel. Um, so the matchup to me isn't terrible, but I, I could see it could be. I'm sitting Luke Musgrave against the Lions. So um, Jordan Love came off one of his highs and passing yards this week and he couldn't find Musgrave. So I, I don't really see their connection. Um, I feel like love, if he does it, he's going to utilize his receivers again. I, I, I don't see, they're not getting that connection. Like I see like with Laporta and Goff and all these other tight ends. Um, but yeah, I'm sitting uh, Luke Musgrave this week against the Lions. So I, I feel like the Lions offense is going to be on the field a lot. And yeah, that's really the only way I'm sitting him. I got the same. So, yeah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. My biggest red flags were he's questionable with the quick turnaround time. I, That's what I, don't, I was going to say. I don't love that. Um, it's a division rivalry. Um, I feel like we talk a lot about the AFC North rivalry games, uh, but it goes the same in every division. Those are the games you tend to fade players because it gets a little uglier. Last time he played, I lost money on him. Everybody I knew bet overs on him on that Thursday night game. He got knocked out of the game on the first play, concussion. Yep. It's ug- It's an ugly game when it's rivalries. Um, it's Thanksgiving game. You know darn well Dan Campbell wants to be out there holding up the t- whole turducken. He wants the whole thing. So, me and Badge, we own it. Yeah, I agree. You you basically said what I was going to say about the quick turnaround time where you just got out of the hospital with the abdomen uh, injury, and I like to sit as well. Jordan Love's been terrible. I I'm just not a fan. I do I think he has potential. Yeah, he does, but I don't know what's going on over there. He had his biggest game of his career last week, but that's against the Chargers. So if that says anything, then you should yeah, absolutely but, be targeting players against the Chargers, 100%, because it's yeah, not, not a praise to Jordan Love. Yeah, I'm not taking a, a flyer out just because of that. But, <laughs> but yeah, moving on here. To wrap it up, my sit for tight end, I got Hunter Henry. He We've been up and down on this guy all season long um, to start him, to sit him. Now I'm back sitting him. Uh, with Mac Jones being benched, I'm not sure Zappy has that connection with Hunter enough to be a viable option. We're kind of getting down to that nitty-gritty, fellas, where if you need some wins to get in the playoffs, we're getting down to the end of the season here where you're going to need those playoffs, and you want to be sure about who you're starting and who you're sitting. And for there's too many question marks right now for me with Hunter Henry. Yeah, I think um... – if anything, if you're going to have to scrape the bottom of the barrel and you're looking for somebody on this Patriots team to give you value, it's going to be Demario Douglas, who's getting 11 targets from this from this offense. Um, Hunter Henry's disappeared, and it's been weird because at one point he was, what, 17 fantasy points? I think he did that like twice or something. And he had two monster weeks at the beginning of the year, one against Philly and then I think a week or two after that. Miami? No, it's back-to-back, Philly and Miami. Had yep. 16.6 against Philly and 17.2 against Miami. And has fallen off face of the earth since. And that whole offense really has. It seems like a passes are finally going to Stevenson as well. 
Um, just getting lost in the sauce, man. A lot of what we saw last year all of a sudden out of Hunter Henry. So it's a good set. Yeah, especially with that QB situation over there. I mean, it's tough for me to, outside of Stevenson, start any, want to start anybody on that offense. Um, yeah, great sit. Um, disappointing, though. I thought he was going to have a good year after those first two weeks. And then downhill, downhill. So, yeah, good sit. Again, no teams on buys. Going elsewhere. And that wraps up, boys, our Thanksgiving mega episode extravaganza. <laughs> Your starts and sits, got to get them out to you before the big day, for the big turkey day, before Black Friday. Right. Boys, it's been a ride, but what do we tell the people, Bash? Let them know. This is why I host <laughs> hit that subscribe button it is totally free it doesn't cost you a single thing and just like at the bottom of the screen use promo code let them know at underdog fantasy for the first time to get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars that is underdog fantasy you can use the app or go on the website wherever you prefer if you're old school and like the website use it if you're new school and hip like us use the app Hey, thank you guys so much too. Like I said, if you guys, you know, spend some time with us talking ball during the holidays, we really appreciate it. Um, I, this is the highlight of our week. And if we get to share that with you during the holidays, it means even more to us. So hopefully badge won you some money. If you watch the against the spread segment, hopefully you enjoyed our Thanksgiving themed hot takes and hopefully you enjoy listening to Teak's voice, just hosting us. <laughs> Giving shout outs. Do a little ASMR on the side. <laughs> He's hireable. <laughs> but Thank that you wraps for the it up. We are thankful for you guys and skip out on the cranberry sauce. Thank Happy you for Thanksgiving, to everybody. Another episode of Happy the Bird Day. No Fantasy Football Podcast. Join our community and follow us on all socials or keep up with the episodes on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Oh.